0: Welcome to Grow Chats 2020, short chats about the Bible, prayer, songs, books, and life. Use this chat to prompt a conversation with someone in your life. Today's episode is a song chat inspired by Hebrews 2 with Gemma and Catherine. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss further episodes.
1: Welcome to our uh, second song chat. My name's Gemma, and with me is Catherine York. Uh, Catherine, we've known each other for many years, uh, but for our listeners, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, who's in your family, and what does a typical week look like for you?
0: Well, hi, Demma. Hi, everyone. Um, my my family is Peter. Um, he's my husband, and we have two boys who are almost seven, and, they're five years, and the other one's five years old. Um, so next year, we're going to be in a whole new world with two kids at school. Um, yeah, I guess a typical week for me is I split my time between at-home mum-type duties, um, but also ministry stuff with uni students. Uh, so I'm serving part-time with AFES, which, and I'm based at the Queensland Conservatorium of Music and the College of Art. Um, of course, I'm based there, but everything's online at the moment So I guess a typical day for me is that I can go from playing Lego or breaking up fights over Lego to reading the Bible with a student online to cleaning or gardening or making a coffee, any of those sort of things. Um, What about you, Gemma? Who's in your household and what does your week look like?
1: Uh, well, uh, who's in my household changes pretty regularly at the moment. I live on my own most of the time, or some of the time, but uh, more often than not I have little people living with me. I'm a respite and emergency foster carer, so I can go from an empty house one day to having a couple of kids with me for a weekend or full-time for weeks at a time. So, yeah, not much of a typical uh, week, but uh, the most regular thing in my week is working for City Bible Forum Tuesday to Thursday. Uh, Catherine, AFES at the Con, you guys must have a bit of a musical background to choose the Con to do AFES at.
0: Yeah, well, Peter's the really musical one. He actually studied jazz guitar at uni, Um, but I actually studied science and I worked in that for a while. I'm a bit vaguely musical. I can play enough piano to help out at church, but, you know, something like studying at the Con was never on my radar, but I do love music though.
1: Cool uh what about the boys are they showing any musical inclinations uh like many i guess little
0: kids they love music um our five-year-old loves to make up his own songs a recent composition was called wormy worm and it was all about his worm farm and what worms can do uh during lockdown we've had family church on a sunday morning where peter gets out the guitar and we sing three songs together uh the boys love to drum along uh, their rhythm doesn't really match anything related to the song that we're singing, but they love it. Uh, they're actually loving songs from Colin Buchanan and City of Light
1: at the moment. Their faves in our household. Mm. Yeah, I've enjoyed little videos of your boys and their enjoyment of music over the last little while. Uh, You've also been reflecting on a book by David Peterson, uh, particularly the section on emotions. Can you tell us a bit more about the book and what stood out for you?
0: Yeah, so it's a book that Peter and I read together. It's called Encountering God Together. Um, So it's basically a book on church um, and there's this one chapter on singing. So there's not heaps on emotions in there, but there's just a little bit in the singing um, chapter. But if you want to have a think about congregational singing in more detail, I can recommend it. Um, yeah, but the stuff that, there's a small reflection on emotions and singing and our relationship with God in there, and it was quite helpful for me.
1: Uh, what have emotions been like for you this year? It's certainly been a roller coaster year for most of us, I think.
0: Oh, definite roller coaster for me too. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of an introvert, and during lockdown, I actually found it hard to have time out for a break and to recharge. Uh, and that meant that often my emotions were a bit all over the place.
1: Yeah, it's funny, uh, this time I was expecting to miss interacting with people, uh, but there's been so much online contact it has been pretty tiring, hasn't it? Um, Tell us a bit more about your reflections on Peterson's book. Yeah, so the book talked a bit about the difference between emotions
0: and emotionalism, which I found interesting. Uh, Emotions are a good part of creation. So God made us to have them. They're a good thing. And actually add a lot of colour to our lives and they're part of how we relate to God. So take, for example, emotions like love or joy or even hatred. So I'd say we love God. We experience joy at knowing him. But then on the more negative side, we should hate our sin and hate the effects of sin and injustice in our world. But they're just examples of how in their right place, emotions are a good thing. But I guess, yeah, in a fallen world, we often misuse our emotions because we're sinful. Um, Yeah, so that's emotions. Uh, What he was talking about with emotionalism is probably a bit like a worship of emotions or worshipping emotional highs. So I guess if we're seeking out emotional highs or getting frustrated when we don't get them, um, then I guess we kind of have to reflect on whether emotions have become an idol that we're pursuing. Because we're actually supposed to worship God, not our emotions. Emotions are the context. They're kind of how we experience our relationship with God, but they're not actually the goal of relating to God. Yeah, so I guess all this stuff about emotions and emotionalism was in a chapter about singing in church. And I think um, it was in there because we all instinctively know that there's some sort of link between emotions and music, Um, but we're often not. Very clear on what that link is between singing and emotions. Um, yes, I think, for example, I need to remember that when I sing, um, my emotions at that moment aren't actually a barometer for God's presence. Like sometimes I fall into the trap of thinking that a heightened heightened emotions mean that God is more present. Um, or on the flip side, if I feel flat emotionally, I can think that God is far away. Um, to be honest, I probably struggle with the second one of those things myself. Like When I feel flat, I often think that God maybe is far away or doesn't care.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. It's easy for our emotions to affect relate to God and how close or far we feel. Um, Hebrews 2 is a great reminder to fix our eyes on Jesus and what he's done. It sort of reminds us our feelings don't change what God's done for us and they don't change our status before God. Um Yeah, verse 1 is a good warning for us to pay attention to what we've heard about Jesus. And then the author goes on to remind us of our assurance of what Jesus has done for us.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing that's really hard for us is to remember all that when we struggle emotionally. Um, Struggling emotionally doesn't mean that God is also struggling and has left us. Because, like, when Jesus was at Gethsemane the night before he died, he was incredibly emotional but he didn't change his mind. He knew he had come to die for us and was resolute in doing that, even though he felt incredibly emotional. Um, yes, yeah, so I guess we see that Jesus faithfully lived through his emotions perfectly, unlike the rest of us who often are a bit up and down with them. Yes, yeah, so it's like when I have my happier moments or sadder moments or flatter moments, I need to remember that God's presence isn't determined by my feelings. God's presence is. Um, guaranteed to us by his spirit because of jesus death and resurrection that god is with us 100 no matter how i feel and that's true as we sing together like god is always with us even if we don't actually feel like he might be at any given moment
1: yeah yeah so how does singing together help us with our emotions and our relationship with god
0: well Yeah, good question. I guess the reality of singing as a group is that as we sing, each of us is going to be in a different place emotionally. So I could be feeling flat, but yeah, Gemma, you could be feeling joyful. Someone else might be experiencing doubts or feeling anger. Someone else is probably going to be feeling annoyed because they find the melody annoying, even if the words are good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when we sing together, it's, um, a good goal to be mindful of each other and the different places we're all in emotionally. Yeah, singing together, I guess, is, it's a God-given opportunity to serve each other as we sing true words about our good God. So it's like, yeah, as we sing together, we can remind the person who's doubting that God loves them. Uh, we can share joy with people who are sad or we can help those who are angry to feel calmer. Yeah, we can look past a song as well that might not be a personal favourite and just think, how can I actually sing this to encourage everyone else that I'm singing with? How can I use this song to help them look to Jesus? Yeah, so it's kind of looking past their own preferences to serve the people that we're with.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good reminder, isn't it? um I've certainly missed singing together with our church family uh it was one of my favorite parts of our growth group being at my place the other week was getting to sing along with others um to zoom rather than just me uh yeah Hebrews 2 is all about uh pointing each other to Jesus and uh it's it's great to be able to do that in song isn't it
0: yeah absolutely like um Hebrews 2 reflects on just how much Jesus is actually like us in every way he suffered he was tempted to sin He was flesh and blood just like us I guess that means just like us Jesus experienced different emotions every day um I think when I was looking at the chapter I was struck by verse 12 that tells us that Jesus sang and that he also sang with other people so like verse 12 says I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters I will sing hymns to you in the congregation so the writer of Hebrews is saying this is what Jesus did. When he was on earth, Jesus sang in a way that proclaimed God's name to the people around him, to his brothers and sisters in the congregation.
1: Yeah, wow. I've never actually realised that Jesus sang uh, before looking at this. I guess it makes sense. Um, the Jews would have sung in the temple and Jesus went to the temple, so he would have sung.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I think Hebrews 2.12 is actually, because it's quoting Psalm 22, verse 22, which just as a quick aside, like David wrote that psalm when he was being chased by his enemies and yet he's praising God in song as, he, as that happens through that experience. And then when we look to Matthew like, 26, chapter 26, it says that Jesus eats the last supper with his disciples and then after seeing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives and that's when Jesus was arrested. So it's like Jesus is doing exactly what David does, like both of them. In times of great suffering and emotion, they're both singing about God, and for us, I guess that means that we just do the same for each other today. Like no matter how we're feeling emotionally or what we're going through, we can actually sing together, and as we do this, we can point each other to remember our Saviour God, just like Hebrew says to do. So yeah, I don't know about you, Gemma, but I'm I'm really looking forward to singing with God's people again because it will be encouraging for me personally but it's also going to give me a chance to encourage others to look to Jesus.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till we're able to sing together again. Um, so in the meantime, how can we encourage each other using music? Uh, we're going through a time where we're up and down emotionally, probably more than normal, uh, or maybe that's just me. No, it's not just you. Trust me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone's <laughs> a bit up and
0: down at the moment. Um, yeah, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is that I need to keep listening to Christian music myself. Yeah. When we're struggling, it can be really hard to read the Bible, but songs that share the truths of the Bible can be really helpful for directing our thoughts to God. They can help us pray. We can pray as we sing the words, um, or hear the words and they help us to trust God. Um, As Hebrews 2 says, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. So music can help us pay attention to what we've heard, which is the gospel. I want to listen to good Christian music and, yeah, I think I want to encourage other people to do that too. So I think at the moment what that would look like is that we can think about how we use, I guess, social media or technology to share music with others when we, this time when we can't actually sing together. And that way we can encourage each other to listen to God's word in song. So I mean, if you just look on Spotify or go to YouTube, um, you can find heaps of music for free. You can get a link to a song or to a lyric video and you can share it with each other. So send send a link in a text or Facebook message, an email, whatever. Um, You can be on a Zoom with someone and like do a screen share and share a song or a video and listen to it together. I've been doing that a bit. I guess in this way, we just keep encouraging each other to look to Jesus through an emotional time.
1: Yeah, it's a good reminder that part of loving each other is to look past our personal preferences. Um, so on that note, what are some of the songs you found helpful in encouraging you to look to Jesus?
0: Yeah, so I just was having a think of some of my um, songs and how it relates to this kind of thing. I want, the first one that sprang to mind is a song called This Life I Live. It's one of my favourite songs. But having said that, I've never actually really enjoyed a recording of it. Yeah, I think just and that's a personal musical preference thing, but the words usually carry me beyond that preference um, because they're just really good. So I love the line, I cannot know what lies ahead, but know that he has gone before. It's just so reassuring to know that God knows what lies ahead in our future. There's so much at the moment to be anxious about, and it's all based in the past what he's done for us that we can be so confident so we can sing this life I live is not my own for my redeemer paid the price and that encourages us to live for Jesus into an uncertain future not and not living for ourselves um because in the past Jesus has paid the price for us and has given us a firm foundation a firm unchanging relationship with him uh another one that came to mind um I guess is a song called Ferris Lord Jesus." This is this song is an old hymn. Um, I think I've I've sent you a link of a modern arrangement that I've I've sung in church myself. It's a song that reflects on both Jesus' humanity, but also his lordship over all creation. So those two kind of things that seem very different, but work perfectly well in Jesus. Um, and they have themes that come up throughout Hebrews too. So it has the line in the song, Jesus is fairer, Jesus is purer. He makes the saddest heart to sing. And that line, I think, came to my mind as I was thinking about emotions and singing and how they're linked to the proclamation of God's name. Yeah, it's been a song that I've personally sung at some of the saddest points of life, but just reminding me that, yeah, to cling to Jesus through all those kind of parts of life that are just really sad.
1: Yeah, it's a song that's not one of my personal preferences, but you've prompted me to listen to it again and focus on the more, words more. Thank you.
0: Yeah, just thinking of other songs. There's one for kids that our kids have really got into in the last little while. It's a Colin Buchanan album that came out sometime this year or late last year called um, Catechismo Kids. So the whole album is the catechism. It's like a Q&A about God and Christian belief. Um, but it's done in a really kid-friendly way. So if I think track seven, I'm not sure what it's called, but it says, explains who God is. And it's helped my kids actually think, think about who Jesus is. They've asked questions. Is Jesus really God? Does he have a body? Is he really human? God doesn't have a body. So how can Jesus be God? But he's got a body. Is he really human? Just all those big questions. And that's the sort of stuff that Hebrews two gets into. So that's Kid-friendly, but it's also really helpful for us, for us as adults
1: to ask big questions. Yeah, I love Colin's music for that. Kids ask great questions from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess another good gospel song that just brings me back to all that Jesus has done, which is in Hebrews 2, is the song Jesus, Thank You. Um, yeah, so that's a song that reflects on the mysteries of the cross but also brings up big emotions like God's love and God's wrath that God is very angry at sin, but He loves us so much that His Son, He sent His Son Jesus to be a perfect sacrifice, and that just reconciles us to Him. Um, So that's just yeah, it's a song that really reflects on those the mystery of how God has resolved that um, that tension, I guess. And then I guess back to I think I said before the kids are really into Colin Buchanan, but also City Light, and so of course we were pretty excited when. Those two artists did a collaboration this year. Uh, so Jesus is yeah. strong and kind. Yes. It's a um, yeah, fantastic song for both kids and adults again. Um, it reflects on how Jesus is our refuge. Um, the, I think the line is we can always come to Jesus. It just re- reflects, I think, what we were, I was saying before, that we can always come to Jesus. Just because I'm feeling terrible doesn't mean that God has gone away. I can always come to Jesus. He's always there for me no matter what um and he's always there for my comfort so that's yeah that's on high rotation in our household
1: yeah high rotation in mine at the moment too Uh, I was rebuked a little bit by it the other night when I uh wanted to talk to anyone well someone about some issues I was going through and uh realized by listening to that song that actually I needed just to talk to God um it was a great comfort as well Um, Another song I noticed was mentioned in the Bible chat uh, on Hebrews 2 was Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, uh, which is another great hymn. Uh, Bethany was pointing out the line about how our hearts are prone to wander and leave the God we love. And, um, again, Hebrews 2 is just that warning against that and calling us to pay attention and all he's done.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, as I was saying before, Jesus is perfectly faithful, but we, we are not. Our hearts are prone to wander. Yeah, I guess. And Hebrews 2 calls us to keep going through the ups and downs, not to wander, but just to keep going with our eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah, and just remembering that what Jesus has done is locked in. It's 100% true, 100% of the time, no matter how we feel. And so I think, yeah, just in wrapping up, I think singing's actually a great gift from God because it helps us to be reminded and to remind each other of all that Jesus has done for us and just how faithful he is to us even when we're struggling to remember it ourselves.
1: Thanks, Catherine, for helping us understand the place of our emotions a bit more and for how singing can help us point each other to Jesus. No worries. Uh, Could you pray for us, please? Yeah, sure. Father God,
0: thank you uh, that Jesus understands the depths of our temptation to sin and to turn away from you. Thank you that he understands the depths of our emotions as well. Uh, Thank you that he resisted temptation throughout his life um, and thank you that he lived through his emotions perfectly. Uh, Yeah, Father, please help us to pay attention to all we've heard about Jesus and please keep us from drifting away from him. Thanks for your gift of music to us um, and please be at work through gospel-soaked songs to remind us of Jesus and to keep us faithful to you. We pray it all in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Catherine. No worries.
1: Thanks for joining us for this Grow Chat. We hope you found it as encouraging as we did and
0: we look forward to having you with us next time. Remember to share this episode with others and subscribe and leave us a review in your favourite podcast app.